today because this seems like it could be a really big message. Maybe it won't, uh, but uh, I, uh, I want to speak just a little bit on the cost of revival. Everybody say the cost, the cost. of revival. Amen. Of revival, yes. Uh, amen. It's already started. Amen. Uh, revival has not even started yet, and it has already started. Kids getting sick. Uh, the uh, these things you can about bank on it if you if you're planning or if you want to have a real good service or something. Something will come up. Amen. Beforehand, to where somebody ain't going to be there, that or somebody can't do something, or somebody's come, uh, something's coming up, or, or something you, you can rest assured on it. But I want to talk about the cost of revival. The enemy will try to throw things in there to deflect and throw up what I want to call barriers this morning. Amen. Over revival. Here's the clincher. Okay. Things are going to come up. The enemy is not going to allow you to have a masterful, amen, spiritual move of God all the time and not throw some kind of opposition up your way. Not throw some kind of barrier up to try to block it. The thing is, if you allow him to build the barrier, you've got to be, amen, American gladiator, amen, in the Lord and start busting Barriers down. When you see them coming up, you got to push them back down, step on them, and walk past and keep going if you want revival in your life. Right. Amen. Yeah, I want to. I want to just. I want to kind of start with this disclaimer here, and I felt the Lord tell me this here the other day because I preach kind of hard sometimes. I preach this big, vague message. I was telling my connect group the other the other day uh, about this. You know, I preach this not vague, but it's a high standard type message. And I want to I want you to give yourself some grace because we're not always going to get it all. Some things, Amen. That that we need to learn. We may jump way up here and get it all. We may get every bit of it, every ounce of it, and jump five levels spiritually. But other things, it may be baby steps. Right. Amen. And it might be years down the road. It might be weeks. It might be days before we fully get it. But if you're anything like me, it never the enemy will use as a barrier in my life that you can never reach it. It's never enough. You've never prayed enough. You never read your Bible enough. You've never done enough. All of those things. Amen. And, and, and what I want you to grasp a hold before we even get into this, because this is kind of a hard message. But I want you to grasp, amen, celebrate the small victories. Everybody say small victories. Small victories. Listen, we love the big ones like Kyla, God giving her peace and stuff. That's a victory. That's kind of a big thing. But it may not have operated like that. It might have took weeks to where each day it was just a little better, a little better, a little better, a little better, a little better. Until finally we've got this. But it's less noticeable that way. Amen. And when it's less noticeable, our faith, I mean, we don't trust in God as more. We get discouraged because we always want the big jump. Amen. We want the big, the big movement. We want to see people completely healed when we pray for them. We want to see God come down. Here's what we really want to see. When revival happens, we would like for God to just come down, overtake our bodies, and then no matter what we go through, and just come and take control and just wipe us all out and have revival. But see, that's not the way it works. Most, if not all the time, we got to put forth effort. Right. Amen? We've got to do certain things. The enemy will throw barriers up in our way. And we've got to kick them down. We've got to kick them down. We've got to kick them down. But I want to give you a little bit of grace, and it is by no way, shape, or form an excuse to slack on what God wants you to do. Right. It's no way, shape, or form to not read your Bible because you did good for a week. Right. But it's to give you... Some grace. Amen. If you're moving forward, celebrate it. Right. Amen. There's always going to be things to grow on. I don't say that to be discouraging, but I'm never going to be perfect because there was only one perfect man. Amen. So what I want to do, if I want to keep quit falling, 
of the tactics of the enemy, and I want to help more people, and I want to be more spiritual, I've got to continue growing and continue growing. And sometimes, listen, the world's changing. That growth may make me more relatable to somebody else next year, amen, because the world changes, amen. The things that they struggle with changes. Things get worse, amen. The tactics of the enemy will change. See, that's the thing. When you win over the enemy in a certain area, he's going to try to hit you with something else. And I don't say that. Please do, do not misunderstand me to say that as to give up. And to, and to not go any further because you're never going to reach it. We are going to reach it when we make it to heaven. But I want to take as many, I want to lead as many people to Christ. It's not me that gets them there. I want to lead them to Christ as many people as I possibly can. Amen. And I want to quit failing as much as possible. And that requires growth right. in me. Because see, the enemy is going to keep hitting me. Over and over and over with the same thing until I learn how to defeat it. Then he's going to try something else. He seeks out whom he may. He's, he, well, it says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour you. He wants to wipe you out. He wants to take you. He wants to shut you down. If he's not, then there's a problem there. If he's not ever fighting you, then your wood's probably wet and you're not living the right life that you need to live because if you're living for Christ, the devil's not going to just let you stand and just be a super Christian. Maybe you're living for Christ and being too quiet. Yeah. That's not good either. As a matter of fact, I think eventually if you grow and grow and grow, you're going to stop being quiet. If you will, turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 10, 10. Callie, will you do me a favor? Will you grab me a bottle of water? <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I never hardly drink water when I'm preaching. I'm going to need it this morning, I think. John chapter 10 and verse 10. The cost of revival. The Lord led me to to call this revival Alive 23. Alive 23. Thank you. And uh, John 10, 10, it says this. Are you there? If you are, say amen. amen. A thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that they, this is Jesus talking here, I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Have it in abundance. Now, what Jesus is talking here is he came to die on the cross. Amen. We've talked about this multiple times. That sin requires death, Adam. Somebody's got something's got to die when there's sin involved. It requires death. Okay? So Jesus came to be that debt, that sacrifice, the sacrificial debt payee, pay I guess, by giving his life. Something has to die every time you mess up. That's awesome to think about, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Something has to die every time I mess up in sin. Abram, I, 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 it makes yeah. me feel great inside. You know, not really. Uh, but see, Jesus loved me enough that, see, before, before Jesus came and died on the cross, if, I didn't, if we didn't sacrifice some lamb or, or something like that for the sins... I had to die. I had to go to hell. I was doomed to hell. That was death to me. But because Jesus came and paid that debt price, he gave me life. That's what he's talking about. Give that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He came so he could die so I wouldn't have to so I could have life. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Right. <laughs> I want you to think about this. Would you come and die for a Yahoo like yourself? Oh. <laughs> Adam, would you die for yourself? For all the times that you've messed up, you're you're right in my line of sight today. So I'm not picking on you. I really don't mean to, but you're you're just right right where I, I'm wanting to go this morning. Miranda, <laughs> next Sunday nobody will be sitting. <laughs> would you die for yourself? Would you? All the times that you've messed up, all the times. 
to where you know the Lord has showed you not to do something and you know it's wrong and you willfully do it anyway. Would you come and die for somebody like you who does that when they know that it's not right? We might, I don't even know if I would. I mean, if I did, you can rest assured I'm going to be griping and complaining about it. Now i got to go die so you could get it together. <laughs> but what I want us to see here, amen, Jesus did something awesome here, but when it says, I have come so that they may have life and have it more abundant, I don't, I would, I think that our life living with Christ can be alive too. Amen. He came to affect my spirit when I go to and, and die, whether I go to heaven or hell. He gave me, he made me life. If I accept that road, isn't that awesome? We got somebody that died for us, and there's people that won't accept it. They choose death yeah. over life. But I feel that the life that I live, amen, because I have chosen to live with him, not only reflects the afterlife, if we would call it that, but also my life now, I should be alive. There should People should know that there is something different about me. I've got my group leader coming in two and three times a week now. What's the word today, Pastor? And I'll be honest, some days I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> he asked me Friday, what's the word for today? I said, survival. <laughs> <laughs> then the scripture came. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. But see, I can have life. And let me tell you what happened. Amen. We had a rough day. We were shorthanded. Two of uh, two of our well, two of our veteran people was missing. Amen. It was running bad. But about second quarter, I think it was. Amen. We were running bad and stuff. I got to this place to where I quit worrying about how things were running, and it got to running smoothly. Amen. My mind was on something else. Amen. And it just went through. And it was actually kind of enjoyable. <clears throat> but see, that's life in Christ. Yeah. And I can have it more abundantly. That means that means the things, amen, that that I not only just have life, but life jacked up a little bit or somewhat. Amen. You know, you can drink a Mountain Dew or you can drink a Rain Energy drink. Or in Brooklyn's case, a Rockstar Energy drink. Amen? There is a difference. Mountain Dew gives you a hundred and something milligrams of caffeine, I think it is. And a Rain gives you 300 milligrams of caffeine. Amen? We're jacked up on Rain. Amen? But that's what it's like with Christ. Amen? Understand, when I live for Christ, I'm not only living well, but I'm jacked up a little bit. Amen? That way, even when the world tries to shine through and we want to be a little negative, amen, your first response may be negative. What's your word for the day? Survival. But then here comes God wrapped around. Why can I survive? Amen. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and I made it. I was tired. I made it. We went home. Me and Charity had a great evening together. The enemy may fight marriages in here. But right here is something you can hold on. I came so that you can have life and life more abundantly. That's, that, that, that means I not only am going to be able to tolerate this fine-looking woman right here, but we're going we're gonna to have life abundant. Right. Yeah. And that don't just mean money and financially. It can be, but sometimes it can, it can mean that your heart flutters a little bit when you're around each other. And then that your best friends, that you live happily married. Something you don't see a whole lot anymore. Right. Happily married. God wants us to be alive. And we have that living for Jesus. Well, what does that got to do with the cost of revival? There are certain things that we have in the fact of living life. And living it abundantly. And it will reflect in revival. Because when I have life, that means Asking you shall receive. So when I need something from God, I can go and ask it. And he might not only just give me the small portion. Amen. The small portion. Anybody ever got portions from some of something you really like? Country fried steak or French uh, French fries. Amen. <laughs> Let's think about it. 
okay? Everything's gone up in prices, okay? My, the world, the flesh in me would like to complain about that. Amen? Yeah. It would like to complain about that. And when you go to Wendy's and you pay the accelerated price. And then they jip you on your fries. That's not cool. That's not cool. Amen. If I'm going to pay $5 more for that thing of fries, fill it up. Yeah. Fill it up. You're getting double cost savings there. You've hacked the portion. <laughs> and you're charging me $5 more. But see, life abundant means God will not only meet our needs, but he'll, take care. he'll go above and beyond. Right. Amen. What is required. See, it's required that God meets our needs. That's a requirement. But we'll go above and beyond. But see, here's the, here's the clincher. The enemy will throw barriers up. Amen. And try to distract us from living that life in more abundantly. He'll try to get us unfocused, uncentered upon him. Try to get us living in a poverty mindset. Amen. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Brad, about a poverty mindset? I remember Amanda taught on relations in this connect group. If you was there, raise your hand. And the, 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 I was actually there this week, and she was, uh, or no, I wasn't there, but I heard about it. She was talking about relationship and how it was harder for people to come up with things good to say about themselves. Yeah. And week one. Week one. Kind of sounds like a poverty mindset. It's not bragging. To know what God has gifted you with. Now, if I go up and say, <laughs> I can play basketball better than you, buddy. <laughs> He's like, baby. <laughs> I'm using it for an example. But, I mean, it's one thing to brag about it. Okay? But it's another thing to know what God has placed inside me. Right. And then as so many of us, we have such low self-esteem. Amen? If God wanted to use us, the enemy would put a barrier up and make you feel like you wasn't eligible, you wasn't capable, and all of those things, and we stay behind the barrier. Right. Instead of knocking it down and saying, no, I know God has gave me this talent. Amen? I know that in the Word, he told, he told the disciples to not think ahead of time what they should speak, that, that the Holy Spirit would give them the words. I know that that's in there, so when it comes time to speak, amen, and to operate in God, amen, he will give me what to say regardless of whether I think I'm capable or not. Right, of right, course, the right. enemy wants to shut you down. Yep, right. He's going to try to distract you and keep you from being any more alive than what you possibly can. Right now, there's too many Christians probably that's just enough alive that they can move around and go to church. But it says I came to give you life and give it more abundantly. Right. But we hide behind the barriers. Sis, we hide behind it. We all do it. Let me give you some grace. We all struggle with it. Yep. Amen? Mm -hmm. We all struggle with it. Let's look at Mark 10, if you will. Mark 10. going to get into some calls here in a little bit. Hopefully. I want to get there because it's good. We've got to push past the barriers, Adam. We've got to knock them down. There's barriers that the enemy will put up. He's already trying to put them up for revival coming up here in a couple weeks. He's already trying to put them up. Amen. And if we're not careful, we're going to allow them to be built. And we are going to miss out on what God has in store for us. Amen. How he can allow us to be abundantly full of life. But we're going to miss it because we're not pushing down the barriers. Mark 10. If you dare say amen. amen. Let's look at verse 17. I don't feel like I can sit still this morning. 17. It says, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up. Hey man, can we just get this out of the way? Can I preach as long as I want to this morning? Yes. Amen. Is that okay? Yes. Amen. So if I need to finish this, can I just finish it? Yes. Amen. Yes. Can I just lay it all out there this morning? 
What, what if it was still like supper time? That's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, work it, We got to remember if we're pleasing man, we're not serving God. Yeah. Mark 10. Mark 10. Lord, lay it on them. Hold up my sleeves now. I'm not in trouble. Mark chapter 10, 17. It says, as he was setting on a journey. I've preached on this passage before, but hopefully it's going to bring something new out here. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knew that knelt, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these for my youth. Amen. There's a lot of church people. They know the commandments. Yeah. Amen. Listen, there's sinners out there that knows the commandments. And if you think about them, you can say that person would make a good Christian. They're a good person. But if they're not serving God, they're still dying and going to the devil's hell if they have not accepted him right. in their life. It don't matter how good that they are. Right. Amen? You have to accept Jesus to make it to heaven. Right. Amen? But he had done all these commandments. Teacher, I have kept these from my youth. You would think this guy would be a five-star Christian. Amen? You think he have it all together. He's probably, in today's sense, he's probably a deacon somewhere. Amen? Or on the elder board or, or some kind of advisor, maybe even pastor, because he's done all of these things. He knows the commandments and he's done them. 21. Looking at him, Jesus loved him. He loved him. Even though he's about ready to tell him something big here, he still loved him. And it's because of his love that he, see, some of us, we, we look at, at pushing towards a high standard as picking, as, as, as nit, nitpicking, micromanaging. I would do good if I never heard the word micromanaging ever again in my life. <laughs> Amen? Or, 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 they're, they're put, they, they got to have it their way. the Bible will you find that he sat down with the person of man and they worked out the Ten Commandments together. Right. You know that sometimes God gives us his progressive will and things like that, but nowhere in there where you find there was a, 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 a boardroom where we all met, where certain Christians all met together and they sat down and they brainstormed for hours and come up with what commands God decided he was going to hold us to. It's not there. It's God's way or the highway. <laughs> I, remember, I watched a movie the other day, and they, uh, a guy said, it, and it, this could come across as God, <laughs> it, it said, it's my way, there is no highway option. <laughs> it was the last fire, by the way. If you've ever seen it. Looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. He had done all these commandments, but he still lacked something. Go and sell all you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But he was dismayed by this demand and went away grieving because he had many possessions. That word dismayed and grieving, he was distressed and shocked. You think a lot of Christian people will be shocked to come rapture down? Yeah. He's shocked that he didn't make it. Well, Lord, I fed the hungry. Lord, I came to church. I read my Bible. I did this. I did that. I didn't kill anybody. How did so and so make it in when they when they killed somebody? But I didn't make it in. It's unfair, God. In case you didn't notice, life is not fair. Kids, life is not fair. Quit trying to think it is. How many times have I told my kids, life is not fair. Every kid has to be raised a certain way, and it might not be the kid down the road. Amen? 
Amen. If you're one of those that's got to put the same amount of money, if their gifts at Christmas time don't equal up to their gifts, then you put the money in there to make it even. Stop. Right. Amen. Stop. You're stressing yourself out. Life is not fair. Amen. Josh may need a coat that costs $100. Kylie needs a pair of shoes. Maybe it costs 20 I'll do what you want, but I'm telling you, we're living it. We're raising entitled kids. Yes. And I'm sure this guy right here probably felt pretty entitled. He did the work. Did the work. He knew the commandments. He didn't murder. He didn't steal. In today's world, he'd probably been one of the church people that went to church every time. And what was the problem? What was the problem? Is it a sin to have money? No. It's not. It can be hard because when we have money, we want to have possessions. And our, our focus shifts off of God and more onto what we have and to gaining more money. But if I could sum it up, you know what this guy's problem was? He wasn't committed fully. He wasn't fully committed. Amen. Listen. We got revival coming up. We need fully committed Christians yeah. pushing in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You life more abundant. When we push in, you're not only maybe going to help other people receive what they need, mm -hmm. but you are going to get uh, you are going to get things when God's helping those. If you are working. For God and putting yourself out there, He's not only going to take care of their needs, I believe He will take care of yours too. I know He's done that for me. Amen. Listen, He may ask you to pray for somebody's marriage knowing your marriage is in shambles. And the enemy will try to put up the barrier and say, Oh, you're you're ineligible to pray for them because your marriage is falling apart. Oh, but you know what happens? See, it's a barrier of the enemy, and we need to kick it down, amen, and pray and let God help that marriage, amen, and in turn, because I obeyed, amen, and I followed him, he's going to help my marriage. Yes. He was not fully committed. You've heard the story of the chicken, uh, uh, the, the, the chicken and the pig, amen, bacon and eggs, amen. The, the chicken did my laying the eggs, amen, but the pig said, I'm... I'm committed. He has to give his life for us to have bacon. Amen. The chicken just got to lay a few more eggs. Right. And I see that's, see too many Christians are living the chicken mindset. Well, we'll just go pop out another egg. We'll just go attend another church service. I mean, we'll hang the revival flyer up. Amen. Because Pastor Brad asked us to. But I'm not going to be fully committed because there's so much stuff I've got to do. Amen. I think one time coming for revival ought to be enough. Amen. We've got so much going on. The kids are in sports and all that stuff. We have to do those things. <laughs> Listen, I can preach on this stuff because every one of these things that I preach on, I've had to come to a crossroads myself. Amen. Don't think I'm picking on you. And these barriers that I'm getting ready to talk about, I've seen every one of them probably right here in this church. So don't be mad if I'm talking to you about this and we'll be talking about somebody else about another thing. I want to do it with love. Amen. I want us to push past the barriers because I want life abundant. God will move and do great things, but we got to pay the cost. This cat wasn't ready to pay the cost. He did what he thought was enough. But God demands total commitment. The Bible says, uh, Paul, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Yes. That sounds like total commitment to me. Yes. If I'm crucified, that means God comes number one amongst everything. I want that just to soak in a little bit. God comes number one over everything. Over how I feel physically. Over my wallet. I'm not taking another offer. We did that first. Amen. 
Listen, it's so much more than just those. I mean, you've, you've heard me preach about church attendance. It's way so much more than that so many times. Listen, I struggled last night praying for the service today. Amen. I wanted to watch some TV. I worked on my sermon and stuff. And you know what? I dozed off and I kept falling asleep. But something would not settle with me. About 2 o'clock in the morning, I woke back up and went and took a shower and spent some time with the Lord. Should I have done it earlier? Probably. Probably. But today, at least, I spent time with the Lord. Yes. The small victory, today I spent time with the Lord. Yesterday, I may not have. Yesterday, I may not have. Lord, help whatever's going on. Amen. I've got to be fully committed. <laughs> I'll just go see what's happening. <laughs> Amen. Keep us on track. Barriers. That right there yeah. can be a barrier. Yeah. We'll get to that. Don't get ahead of myself. Don't get ahead of myself. I can say all the right things and do all the right things. We can come to every praise team practice that we could ever have. Last five hours. <clears throat> so much stuff. I can witness to every person that I want for. Amen. Amen. I can I can stay clean. I can I can I can put on this. I, I can read my Bible even and things, but where I think a lot of church people is, they're still not fully committed. Yeah. They're saying this stuff, but the heart's not there. Yeah. To be fully committed, it requires God to take control. Because when the heart's right, everything else is going to fall right in line. Yep. Amen. Our heart is not there. I mean, it is a little bit good enough for us to say praise the Lord or, or lift our hands when when uh, the pastor asks us to lift our hands and, and things like that. We can do all that stuff. Everything uh, Pastor Brad asked me to do, I do. Hey Amen. If he wants me to sing a special, I'll sing a special. If he wants us to... Uh, uh, wants to uh, teach a class, blah, 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 whatever, 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 amen, but there's still something missing. My heart is not fully committed. How do we know that? Amen, amen. How do I know if my heart is fully committed to God? What comes number one? Is, he, is it him or everything else? What's the first thing you thought of this morning? Fixing your hair and putting on your face mask or makeup? <laughs> or God? What was the first thing that you thought of? What you should wear, how you, how you can look stylish, and how your hair needs to be fixed, or God? What come first, fixing breakfast for your kids, or thinking about God? See, so many times you may think, well, well Pastor Brad, you're reaching, but you realize, amen, it's one thing right after the other, amen. We'll, if we're not careful, we can go most of our day and not even think about God because all the stuff that we got to do, the world has piled, and we've allowed it to happen. So much stuff on us, on us till God gets the back burn. Yeah. I've told Charity before, I don't want the leftovers. Amen? In my relationship with her. Have I not? Right. You know, I want to know that I'm her husband, the one that she loves. Do you think God wants the leftovers? No. Now, he'll be, he might be happy to get what he get, what he gets. Not what he can get, because he can get more. But, I, but what would happen if he didn't get the leftovers? He got the first. I kind of think that's the standard, because isn't that what tithing is? A giving of the first of our money, the first fruits. I mean, they used to they used to raise crops, and they would bring it into the storehouse the first, the first lambs. I think God kind of wants to be first, and if we put Him first, then we're totally committed. Everything else, see, we've got our priorities out of line. Him first, and then everything else 
flows under him. And if we do that, we're going to stay in the right will. We're going to stay in the right way. We're going to stay in the right mindset. And everything is going to flow through God. But what happens is we put our kids, we put our job, we put all of these other things, amen, before God. And God gets down here. So God flows behind the kids. And then we wonder why our kids act so bad and they don't serve God. And when they get out of youth class, they leave the church because they've never fall, fell under God. God's fell under them. The cost of revival. I ain't saying it's going to be easy. Amen. It's going to be hard. But everything needs to filter through God. God is number one in my life. Then my family. Amen. Then, then uh, uh, you know, it goes on down the list. Amen. But God has to be number one. And if we do that, we're going to live like abundant. And when it comes to revival, we're going to see it move. Yes. Ashbury, what happened there? People got to worrying about other, stopped worrying about other things. And they made time for God. God became number one. You think there was other things they could have been doing? Probably their college kids. Probably a multitude of things maybe they could do. But they decided to stay in the presence of God. And it has kicked off revival. I mean, I told somebody the other day more than once, maybe it was my connect group, that the church is primed and ready for revival, but we got to watch out. Put God number one and be fully committed to Him and pay the price of revival. Because yeah. the enemy will try to put up barriers. Yeah. We went yesterday, funny story, I'm going to use it as an illustration. We went yesterday to Athens. And uh, uh, I don't go around Athens very much. I just, that's not where we go. You know, a lot of people up Mason, New Haven, way they go to Athens. Uh, it seems like maybe some people down here. It's actually maybe a little shorter for me to get to Athens than to Barbersville uh, and Parkersburg. I don't really go up there a whole lot. So we went up there and wanted to go to Lowe's. Uh, we went up there, and uh, it was something different. And uh, we got off at the exit, and, uh, you know, we'd been listening to praise and worship music, and, and maybe the atmosphere was just kind of set and just primed real good. And Charity makes this comment. They have a Donato's pizza here. And I say, God. And I, I kind of like recalibrated what I was going to say because I, I was going to like start praying right there. You know, and I was like, God, thank you for blessing my heart. And my heart kind of fluttered a little bit. It literally fluttered because of Donato's pizza. Anybody ever had Donato's pizza in here? Yeah. Huh? Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. They have this buffalo chicken pizza that it's got a pickle thing on every slice. And it's good. It's got some kind of seasoning on the crust. And, <laughs> literally, my heart fluttered. You think it's funny, but my heart was committed at that point to get some Donato's pizza. Charity thought I was going to start crying, and my heart fluttered. You know, you know. Uh, there's times Charity will say something or do something, and my heart will whoops. I mean, it fluttered. I, I had like literally. I'm not lying. It fluttered after I said, "God, thank you for blessing me today," or wow, or whatever it was. Oh no, no, no. She said, oh, "Thank you." That blesses my heart. It did. It did. I was committed at that point. Amen? But here's the catch. Did I get Donato's pizza before I came home? No. You know why? Because I got sidetracked. We ate at Texas Roadhouse. Now, Texas Roadhouse is good. All right? Don't get me wrong. It was good. It was very good. But the Lord had blessed me. I, I'm not lying. My heart fluttered. It did. It wasn't going to AFib or nothing like that. It fluttered. I had a butterfly in my, my heart because of the knowledge. But because there was some time there that had lapsed, we got to thinking we'd come up with a different plan and I left away and didn't even get what God had blessed my heart with. Now we're going back today. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
so many times God is willing to bless us and gave us something that is a true blessing to us. We realize it at one point, but somewhere along the way we get diverted and we get off track and we miss it. And we miss it. I'm going to try to speak through these. Y'all told me I can preach as long as I want today. So let's talk about some barriers. Amen. Y'all ready? Because this is good. This is hard. But I'm telling you, every one of us maybe have struggled with these barriers along the way. Amen. And we need to kick them down if we want to see God moving and we want to eat our Donato's pizza today in the Lord. Number one barrier, time. Time. Number one barrier, time. Being too focused on time can stop revival. Amen. Now listen, I try to be mindful somewhat. I know it's a little bit after 12. I've got that big clock back there. It's big. I can see it. Amen. But today I'm not caring so much. If you want to see revival, you got to put, you got to make time for him and stay, amen, as long as it takes to get what you need. Amen. That's why some of us don't pray for hours a day. We can't take set that long. Maybe we haven't got breakthrough in some of the areas of our life because we haven't took the time. Listen, it's already started in things like uh, uh, about time and, and things like that. Listen, I, I don't know what time all the kids' bedtimes are, but listen, we raised, we grew up Wednesday night. It didn't matter what time church was over. You went to church. And look at me now, amen. I'm not completely messed up, amen. I'm a pastor of a church, amen, because God came first, time came last. Listen, I know they're going to get cranky, and I know they're going to get upset. Heaven forbid we teach them how to act on their emotions. You think your kid may be too young, amen, to learn those things. It needs to be a continual habitation all along the way of you training them who comes first. And it's God. You want to see revival, the enemy will throw that barrier up. Right in the middle of church. Amen. Because they're tired. Well, we can't come tomorrow because they acted all crazy and all of that. <laughs> People downstairs probably want to let Listen, we need to teach our kids from the day that they're born who comes first. Right, yeah. Does it get distracted maybe sometimes if they cry? I mean, we'll move past it. I'd rather than kids be in church and be learning about God. That's right. There was a baseball coach my son had one time. He would say those kids can understand more than you think that they can. <laughs> those babies... You don't know when they're going to start getting the fact of who comes first. Amen? So why not start from the beginning? When it comes to serving God and godly things, it takes precedence over you. I don't care how tired you are. You may have a different opinion. Amen? But the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God in all these things. You want that baby to sleep good? Amen. You want that baby to live a lifestyle for you. You want that baby to not be cranky. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. He's talking about clothing and all that other stuff will come. Well, I believe, amen, if you honor God in the ways that he needs to honor God, amen, then, then uh, God will take care and let them be who they need to be. Amen. Give you strength to make it. Amen. In the crying moment. Uh, moments of the night and, and things like that. He will do that. But it's not just babies. We can't sit still long enough a, a lot of times. I mean, it's us too. We don't like being in long services. I've been guilty of that myself. I mean, it seems like when the move of God comes, it always means long services. And I get I get tired. My physical body gets tired. But I've got to put God first. The enemy will use the clock. Amen. It's a barrier to keep you from pressing in. Well, I've got to get in bed. I've got school tomorrow. I've got work tomorrow. You think God can't bless you at your job and allow you to get done if you put him first? And it says life more abundantly. If I put him first and be totally committed, then it's not just help me make it through. I believe that I can have some joy next to me. Don't be mad at me. I dealt with it too. Listen, 
raised three kids on the church, in the church. Amen? Singing in ministry. Try that. Come back and talk to me when you try to do that. Amen? Uh, to play the piano and, 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 and preach and things like that while you have three kids. It can be done. Amen? And all three of my kids love the Lord. They made their mistakes. But it said train a child up in the way that he should go and he will never depart from these things. Or somewhat like that. Time. Time. You wonder why worship service and contemporary worship lasts long. Because sometimes it takes three songs to get us to the place to where we're entering into the throne room. Yeah. It's the cost of revival. Do you want revival or not? I may make everybody mad in here and it's not my intention. I love you, amen. We all struggle with the time factor, amen. I struggle with it too, amen. You can rest assured. Listen, most Thursday nights in this past Connect Group season that I had Connect Group, I had a rough or a harder day at work, most of them, amen. Amen, yeah. And even though it was didn't start till 7, sometimes it felt time crunched to come here. Get everything done that needed to be done. Time can also be in our personal relationship at the house, too. There's not enough time to pray, not enough time to read, not enough time to give God to speak. Time, time, time. Ephesians 5 15. 16 says this, pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. We need to make the most of our time. How do we fight this? How do we fight it? How do we fight it? It's a barrier.
hard message. It's a hard message, but I want to see revival. I want to see revival. I want to see God move. But if I want to see him move, I very well have to make room for him to move. The disciples, it may have been a little easier for them. They lived with him. He's in my heart. Should I be living with him too? If you want to know if he's coming second or first in your life, calculate during the day where you spend most of your time. Well, Pastor Brad, you don't understand. He's not here. He's not real. He's not a person. He's very real. But I can look at where what flows through him. I can look at see if I'm fully committed, my heart is going to be to God. First and foremost, people are going to see that. People are going to notice that my heart is for God. That 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 matters most. Well, how can you see? Well, how, how can you how can you tell? Because what you know where my heart is, that's where I'm going to spend most of my. Uh, that's going to. I mean, that's where most of my time is going to be geared through. Yeah. I don't understand why you go to church so much. I have a heart for God. Yeah. Maybe I just like being around Christian people. There's something inside of me that connects with them. Maybe I like being in the presence of God. Either way, it's still God stuff. Yes. Amen. Stop. Stop acting like you're fully committed when you're not. I'm not saying you're not only you know your heart. But a lot of times, like I said, we do all the right things. But we get sidetracked. And it may seem like good things, but we're going to be disappointed. And then revival sometimes calls us to be, to have to press. You can see it coming a couple weeks ahead of time. I've already, already, I've already heard, I've already seen. Amen. Kids are getting sick. And, uh, you know, that just that there may be even 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 more and stuff come up. You know, listen, I believe God can heal the kids and, and stuff like that. that. Kids are kids; they get sick. Uh, you know, please, if you have COVID, stay home. <laughs> you have a stomach bug. Stay home. <laughs> <laughs> but We still may even make it to heaven serving, serving God and with some barriers up. Maybe. But don't we want to live life more abundantly like he wants us to? Yeah. Amen. I should have ate at Texas Roadhouse and got a Donato's to go. And I could have ate it for lunch today. Yeah. I missed out. 